So how about that WandaVision? Joining me is Eric Slater. My name is Chris Carroll, and this is Comic Zombie. I freeze. I'm Batman. I am the law of the Juggernaut, bitch! Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate a bill. There we are. Hey, everybody. This is your old pal, Chris. Thanks for coming back for another episode of Comic Zombie. With me, as always, is my compatriot, Eric. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh, it's going good, man. How are <laughs> everything going right with you? Yeah. Um, I mean, could be worse. Yeah, uh, we've, we, we've survived the Corona apocalypse thus far. So, you know, we're almost in the clear. It sounds like we're almost there. Yeah. So we're doing this one remote, but we uh, we had a couple of things we wanted to talk about that have been kind of itching at the front of our minds. And it seemed like a great opportunity with all the crazy stuff that came out this week. Yeah, it was a lot. There's a lot of nerd shit coming out all <laughs> at once this month. It's pretty <laughs> awesome, dude. It is. It's a good time to be a fan. If you guys have been following us over on Podcasters Assemble, we've been covering like all the Kong and Godzilla movies leading up to Godzilla vs. Kong, which comes out at the end of this month. And that's like on top of like all the stuff we're going to be talking about today. It comes out like a week from the date we're recording this on. Um, well, I guess technically it's the 21st, but the 20th. It comes out on like the 28th, right? Like, uh, 31st. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're right around the corner. Uh, yeah, very excited about Kong vs. Godzilla. Yeah, it looks pretty sweet. Yeah, so HBO Max going to be giving us some great content. Speaking of HBO Max, one of the things we're going to be talking about probably at length uh, today is Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League, which dropped this week, all four hours of it. And we'll definitely get into that in yeah. a lot of detail because that was we have a lot to talk about on that one. Uh, we also wanted to take this opportunity to talk about the, the uh, flip side of the coin here with the Disney plus Marvel stuff. Cause we really haven't had a chance to talk about WandaVision and I really, really wanted to do that. And uh, just the other day <laughs> they dropped the first episode of the Falcon and the winter soldier. So we'll definitely give uh, our, our initial thoughts and reactions to that without a doubt. But yeah, and we wanted to start, uh, start the episode off the way we, we've been trying to kind of get consistently here with stuff that we've you know read recently that we really liked. But before that, uh, just a little bit of housekeeping. We originally were going to be airing uh, an episode of, is it the Spider-Man movies that we haven't released yet or the X-Men? I think, I think last time we telegraphed that we were going to be releasing the X-Men movie. You're right. You're right. Episode yeah, yeah, you're right you're next. Right. Okay. So we, we pre-recorded a few episodes that just, we haven't got around to editing yet, <laughs> but we wanted to get this one out soon because it's timely. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Like, <laughs> So originally we were going to be airing uh, the episode we recorded a, a little while ago, ranking the X-Men movies. And it, we've also got a Spider-Man movies, all kinds of stuff recorded that we just haven't had a chance to get out yet. But kind of wanted to jump this in line just because, like I said, it's been, you know, scratching at our, our brains to, to kind of, we got to talk about it. So with all that being said, you know, we will still release the, the, um, x-men and spider-man and all that stuff the movie discussions um just be patient apologize we will get them out soon oh yeah okay definitely. so that out of the way we've been reading some stuff recently that we've dug eric you want to go ahead and talk about yours it's something we've discussed before yeah so um this is actually a recommendation from you i've been checking out the immortal hulk this one is a you know marvel series obviously yeah uh it's by al 
Ewing mm-hmm. and Joe Bennett. Yeah, they're dude, they're so good. And it's really good. I it surprised me. I wasn't sure what I was getting into initially, but it's like really leaning into the horror aspect of the Hulk for like the first time in I want to say decades. It's really disturbing too. It's dark. Like I don't how It's really fucking dark, so dude. I've got the first 8 collections and i believe they're five issues per trade paperback so i've got like the first 40 issues and i know i gave yeah. you i think i gave you the first seven collections how many of those have you have you just gotten through one i'm wrapping up on the first one okay so <laughs> what the three or four so i guess you could say i'm only a few issues in okay no that's totally fine it, it hits the ground running hard pretty much right away it really does uh no spoilers but ha- have you gotten to like the gamma monster for this arc yet there was a creature okay i'm assuming yeah Okay. Like, uh, I will leave that alone because <laughs> all right, we'll talk about it next time. I, I want to kind of keep talking about this book each time. I don't want to smell anything. I, I know it's old and everybody listening that's read the book is like, come on, dude, that was like five years ago. <laughs> but just it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I came to it fresh and it, I loved it. And I, I had like yeah. nothing spoiled for it other than you'll love this book. It's insane. It is. And it really is. I will say, I believe it's in volume two maybe volume uh-huh. three uh i honestly i've read like the first six in one day so they all kind of bled together but there's uh one of the early volumes introduces a new version of the abomination and it's effing disturbing i mean oh man <laughs> really like it is an abomination you know what i mean it's not just a dude who's a oh, no. big scary monster there is that but yeah. it's i can't really get into more detail but it's really gross but just <laughs> That sounds the thing awesome. I love so much about it is it it doesn't it feels like a whole new book versus the Incredible Hulk that w- that's been out for so so long, but it's almost beholden to all of it. Like it really uses its characters' histories and continuities very very well, not to the point where it's impenetrable and you have to know all these things. It'll tell you exactly what you need to know about everybody that's in the story. You don't need to know that they've got fifty years of history in some cases, but. Like all of these things, when done well, um, if you do know that history, it has that extra oomph to it. And and this book is full of that. It's awesome. It's like Jason Aaron's Thor. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, there's all sorts of Easter eggs and deep cuts references. Yeah, but it's also... But it takes it in a whole different direction. Exactly. Yeah, like, this is a great Hulk book if you've never read a comic. You know what I mean? Like, this is a great entry point. And as someone who's read plenty of Hulk comics over the years, this is something new. It feels fresh. And I'm 100% on board. It's awesome. It's it's Marvel has really had a lot of really high point creator runs in the last few years for um Oh yeah. You know, new, newer Cates, yeah, like exactly. A lot of the Donny Kate stuff. Uh, yeah. Right now Chris Cantwell and Iron Man's doing a great job. You got Chip Zdarsky doing Daredevil. It's still at a phenomenal rate. I mean, it's so good. You know, they got Jason Aaron doing Avengers now. Yeah. Everybody kind of shifted books around. And um, so there's a lot of like really great long runs that Marvel's had in the last few years, but this one might be the best one. It's so, so good. Well, one of the coolest things about it, and I don't think this is a spoiler, but like the mechanics of how he turns into the Hulk Mm -hmm. are a little bit different. And the fact that he can die but at night he becomes the Hulk. Yeah. 
And so he's like kind of reborn. Yeah. And that's such a cool concept. They really, they show you my favorite thing is like what happens in between those times, like where, uh-huh. where he is and like what his existence is. And just, they dig they dig so deep into like all the different metamorphoses the Hulk has had over the years, like all the different versions of the Hulk and what they represent and his split personalities and all this. Oh, wow. It gets so deep, but at the same time, never impenetrable, never like I have to really focus it's delivered in like just the perfect yeah. mix of exposition and and data dumps mm-hmm. but when they're done they're done in like uh during horrifying sequences so you're you're getting what would normally yeah. be like a guy standing in front of a screen telling you something for two pages and you'd be like snore but this is <laughs> not that and it's it's, it's yeah. like breakneck paste um in some cases i mean it's some of there's long burning plot threads, but from issue to issue, something crazy is always happening. Yeah. Well, like the part where I'm at right now, like they introduced this whole plot about this guy who I guess experimented on his son who died. Yep. But then like he was radioactive. Yep. And like killing people like his corpse was killing people. Yeah. And he, he tried to bury him and it like poisoned the ground. <laughs> um yeah yeah it's really dark man and i gotta be honest <laughs> it really is but it was fascinating like that was like it's something different exactly it's one of those yeah one of those things where like when what writers find these jeff johns does it so well uh where you write like an established character mm. and whether yeah. it's a, a new take on an old trope or whatever they find these little bits that like you just can't as soon as you see it you can't believe no one's ever thought of it before but you've never thought of it you know, but as soon as yeah. you see it, you're like, oh my God, that's so obvious. Like, why did nobody do that? Like <laughs> Batman's wing capes, yeah. Batman's cape allowing him to soar and, and, and glide and stuff like a bat, you know? Like, yeah, of, exactly. Uh, why did no it's one ever like, do that? That's so that? obvious. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this, this Hulk book, I, I really can't recommend it enough. Um, it, the, the, the collections aren't that expensive. And so I, I got like the entire collection as it was released at the time it was seven trades got them all at once and it didn't you know break my bank account or anything like that so it's well worth picking up i would say uh speaking of well worth picking up i just got the new a new issue just came out this week uh-huh. um it's a number one new spider-man title called non-stop spider-man uh, it's written by joe kelly okay um who I recognize that name. Yeah, he's not been in comics a whole lot over the last couple of years. He's he's part of this group called Man of Action. They created like Ben 10 and a bunch of other video games and stuff. And Oh, okay. Joe Casey's one of them. Like he he does a lot of like uh, video games, animation, movies, TV show writing. But he's most known for being the guy who kind of like gave Deadpool his personality. Really? Yeah, he wrote Deadpool for quite a while and he's the one that made him like hysterical and just that's awesome yeah so he's and he's a great writer he was on um do you remember when spider-man had the whole brand new day thing where they were like rotating writers i, I don't think you ever read it but it was no. it was after the one yeah. more day thing it was a big deal because they were like releasing the book three times a well month. i know about the one more day thing <laughs> well, yeah one more day is, <laughs> but no i didn't read it i heard it was terrible no one more day is horrible but as soon as that was done brand new day was like the new <laughs> status quo and the book was starting to come out three times a month and they had like a writer's room oh okay like mark wade yeah. dan slot you know some really good dudes um, some heavy hitters bob gale the creator of back to the future he was in there um, he wrote a bunch okay. of issues. Yeah, it was, it was really great. Um, and Mark Guggenheim, who does a bunch of stuff for the C, uh, CW DC TV shows. 
Um, he was also in that group, but Joe Kelly was one of the guys who came in for like the second wave of writers and wrote some of the best Spider-Man stories you'll ever read. He wrote a rhino story that, uh, I mean, he's never been, never been a better rhino story ever. Uh, there was a flowers for Arjunon ripoff that people really liked, but this is so far and away the best rhino story. And he told a bunch of other really cool stuff. The whole point of this book, uh, art by Chris, and I always butcher his pronunciation of his last name, Bacalo or Bacalo, B-A-C-H-A-L-O. He did like Generation okay. X and Death, um, The High Cost of Living, and, and a bunch of stuff for the Neil Gaiman. Did a lot of X-Men work. Anyway, the the point of this book is, is just action from first page to last page it's spider-man all the time wow there are some little tiny asides that show show like an hour ago two hours ago you know yesterday and it's just like maybe a few like panels. for context yes it's just a few panels of peter yeah. and his civilian identity which is important sometimes. so that you know what is happening <laughs> in the fight with spider-man um and it's it's really weird but it's really good he's fighting like these super rich like i don't know they're, they're almost ninjas it's really weird but it's i can't really describe it but it, the designs are cool and the, it's funny and spider-man just keeps pointing yeah. out like he know he he knows the tech just by looking at it like kind of what it is so he knows like how much it costs oh that's it's like cool. he sees their car doing things that cars can't do and he's like they must have this dude that's so expensive yeah <laughs> and he sees like their their swords are made out of this specific metal and he's like this costs x amount man you guys are so rich <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like it, all jelly yeah it's awesome it, the panel yeah. open the page the first page opens with him jumping off out of the 13th floor of a building and he's describing like what's happening what he's about to do and what he needs to do and all this stuff and he's counting the stories as he's falling and you see him like changing from peter parker to spider-man midair um and oh man it's it's <laughs> that's it's, pretty cool it's really awesome and bacalo or bacalo i'm just gonna say bacalo because that's what i've been saying since the 90s so apologies if that's wrong <laughs> sure um but bacalo is really inventive in his his page layouts he always has been he does these really interesting um almost Frank quietly like page layouts. Just they're very different styles. Quietly's heavily detailed and cartoony, but is just straight cartoony. And a lot of times yeah. in some of his books, it's a little hard to tell. There's so much chaos and just the way everything is designed, it kind of bleeds together. Sometimes it's a little hard to tell what's going on. Not so much the case here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very funny book, a lot of cool action. And uh, I'm definitely adding it to the list. I got to check it out. It sounds great. <laughs> it actually is really good. Yeah. I'll let you borrow it. Other than that, you know, I've been reading. Oh, oh, one more quick shout out. Uh, Kieran Gillen, Kieran Gillen, who wrote the excellent Darth Vader series when the Star Wars books relaunched. That's probably where you know him best from. Oh, yeah. That series is great. It's really cool. He's writing um, the new version of the Eternals for Marvel. And the third issue just came out. And I got that. No too. shit. It's really, really That's cool. Awesome. It's really cool. Um, and if the movies, I don't think I've ever read an Eternals book either. So I've that, never bought them. I've read point. a Thor story that they're featured in pretty heavily. It's like the Eternals saga. So I know who the main ones are and just through Avengers books and like Hercules and stuff like that. I've, I've learned who a lot of them are, but this is the first Eternals book I've ever bought. So there's a lot of stuff that's new to me, but it's presented in a really easy to follow manner. And it focuses on just a handful of the Eternals. Okay. The art is by uh, uh, another guy whose name I'm going to butcher. Isad Ribic, Ribish. He did the Secret Wars the, oh. from a few years ago. Genius. And he did a lot. Of, he did the Thor book with um, Gore the God Butcher. That guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. Yeah. 
He's abs- I recognize the name. I was trying to place it. Yeah, he did Secret Wars, and yeah. then you probably best know him from the Gorg the God Butcher saga from Thor. Um, the guy's yeah, incredible. Read, like all the Jason Aaron Thor stuff. Yeah, he didn't do. He did a lot of Jason Aaron. He stuff. didn't do all of it. No, but he did a lot of it. Yeah. Um, at least the the first yeah. volume. Um, but anyway, yeah. it, it's um, uh, it, it's interesting. It's really interesting. And the first issue has like a murder. Um, and when Icarus, like the main eternal badass, like he's like mm-hmm. their Thor, um, when he goes to investigate, he finds he just runs smack dab into fucking Thanos and he has to fight oh, Thanos one on one in the second issue. And it's like he's fighting really well, like he's holding his own as well as anybody, as well as a Thor could up to maybe like a Silver Surfer. Like he's really fighting, but Thanos is still Thanos. Um, and when he gets pulled out of yeah. the fight, he's like his, half his hair's gone because it's like ripped out and burned out. His face is all puffed up. His jaw's like dislocated, and he's like, "How dare you pull me out? I was having fun." <laughs> um, so it's actually like a That's lot great. of really interesting characters and and dynamics, and I'm really looking forward to seeing if the movie's anything like this. Um, I hope it is, but because it's it's different than anything else Marvel has. In, yeah. a, in like a weird way, but I really enjoy it. And I think, I think it could be a big hit actually. Well, like, like guardians, like no one knew what to expect with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't anticipate it to be a movie like guardians, but I think that you're on this. It's the same oh. thing. Like people just had no idea what Different that property tone, was. Sure. I, I remember seeing um, the winter soldier in the theaters with my wife and some friends. And when the trailer for guardians was at the front of that, I was so excited because I had been reading the Abnett Atlantic stuff and I had seen that version in comics for a couple years at that point, you know, month to month. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really cool to see Star-Lord and Drax and Gamora, blah, blah, blah. And when the trailer was over, they were all looking at me like, what in the fuck was that? A tree and a <laughs> raccoon? I was like, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. You are going to absolutely It'll love it. You're going to love it. They're going to be like your yeah. favorite characters. They're like a tree and a raccoon. I said, trust me. Groot and Rocket are going to be like your favorite characters. And uh, when the first Guardians yep. movie came out, um, my wife and I, and we didn't see it with the same people, but my wife and I saw it and she absolutely loved all of them. Of course, Gilmore is her favorite because she likes badass women. But yeah, yeah, I mean, same thing. Eternals is full of, it's a kind of crazy diverse cast and everything, but we're not here to talk about Eternals. Not yet. I don't want to. Yeah, not yet. Unfortunately, we got a few more months. But in the meantime, we got a lot of Disney Plus stuff to hold us over while we wait for Black Widow and the other movies to start dropping. Hello, my name's Bill. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm here in the UK doing UK things, not being eaten by giant people. And I'm Tyler in the US, also not being eaten by giant people. And we host the Coordinate, an Attack on Titan podcast, where we. Uh... Hold on a second, Tyler. Hold on. There's some weird noises going on outside the door. Let me just go check it out quickly. Ah. 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 It's Twitter Troy Titan. Ah. ah, my leg. Ah, he's eating my leg. Ah. Bill? No. Oh, oh, it's gone. He's eating my bloody leg, Tyler. Troy's eating my leg. Oh. Uh, anyways. Uh, we're a monthly podcast where we read an arc of the manga a month, try to get Bill caught up. Uh, Bill, you want to tell them where they can find us? Uh, what? What? You want, what, what, what you want? Where can people listen to the podcast? <laughs> I, don't, uh, oh, I don't have a clue. Oh, he's going to eat me. He's going to eat me. Oh. Oh. Why are there so many cats in here? Uh, get, can I get a new co-host?
you know, while we wait for Black Widow and all those movies to drop, Mar- uh, Marvel's been more than gracious enough to give us the Disney Plus series that they've been dropping that kind of tied us over and give us our MCU fix. Yeah. The, the WandaVision is done, and we're going to talk about that here in a second. But just the other day, they dropped the first episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And um, I am very curious about what you thought before I give you my thoughts. I think it's off to a great start. Um, now, this episode was like mostly exposition, like mostly character stuff, kind of reestablishing like their relationship and all that. But that cold open was awesome. That fight at the beginning was great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, totally, totally, totally agree. That fight was fantastic. That whole chase scene with Batrock and the Falcon. Yeah, ba- Batrock's back. Batrock yeah. the Leaper, right? Yeah, Batrock the Leaper. Uh, in the comics, he's fin- yeah, he's this French foppish dude who can also kick the shit out of you. He's awesome. He's a Captain America villain, obviously. Yeah. In this, he's more of just like a, a you know terrorist, uh, but he's played well, and it's just cool to see like him back. Like a French terrorist, right? Yeah, yeah, he's French. It's cool to see him back, uh, and the sequence was awesome. I love the bit where they're like, he'll never catch us. And they look over and Sam's sitting in the helicopter with them. Like, what's up? <laughs> um, it was really yeah. cool. I, I thought that the, um, the idea to take the supervillain flag smasher and make him from one person, make it like a, a terrorist group was, mm-hmm. was inspired. It's really cool. Uh, simply because, yeah, clever concept, you know, unlike in the comics where Hydra is going to stick around forever. If we're still dealing with Hydra in the movies at this point, it makes it feel like all the stuff the Avengers did didn't really matter. Uh, oh, agreed. So, yeah. yeah, not to mention Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that crap. If you watch that show, I did not, but a lot of people did. Um, um, no, yeah. but a lot of people did. And that's OK. Uh, so Hydra's for all intents and purposes is gone. So they needed some new group, you know, yeah. and, and uh, the Flag Smashers is a cool concept. I like their masks with like the bloody handprint on them. Um, yeah, definitely. It was kind of cool at the end when they had that. Um, oh, what's the term for that? Where like all the people meet up. It was like a flash event. Almost. Like a flash mob. Yeah. Like, and they used it to like mask a crime. Flash mob. That's what it was. Yeah. They used it to mask a robbery or something. I thought that was something. pretty clever. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Very modern. It looks like the ma- at least a couple of them are super soldiers. Yeah, it seems like it. Do you think like they're from like the Winter Soldier program or something? I honestly like, have no survivors? idea. I'm wondering if maybe they got. Do you remember in the Incredible Hulk when they were before the Abomination became the Abomination? They gave him that like bootleg super soldier serum, and it made him faster and stronger. Yeah. I'm wondering if like that com- is coming into play. Um. I know it's That'd like, cool. that was like 13 years ago. So, <laughs> but I, I immediately thought of that, that there's some kind yeah. of, there's some kind of new version of a super soldier serum out there. Cause otherwise, how do you explain, um, and I don't know if the level call on this, but how do you explain us agent, you know, you, or, or it's something to do mm-hmm. with like Arnold right. Zola's formula for the crap he gave Bucky and a couple of those, like the winter soldier program, like you said, you yeah, know, it's, I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm very interested to, to find out. I, I, I do hope they explain it. They probably will. Oh, they'll definitely. Yeah. yeah. They'll be like, hold on, baby birds. We'll feed you. Uh, <laughs> so well, I, that's the thing. Like I'm like, I'm on board. Like I'm completely sold already. Yeah. So like, it didn't like bother me that there wasn't a lot of action in this. Like it was all, well, you, know, you think about it. The, the episode, this is just like, the first part of like, it's a whole mini series. It's, you know? a, yeah, it's a six. It's episode. like a movie spread out over like six episodes. It's yeah. essentially like a four plus hour movie. Yep. So when you think about it, it's like a 45 minute episode and there's three action scenes in it. I mean, that's true. What more do you want? You know, one of them was crazy. <laughs> 
Um, the other one, yeah, no, totally ties in. I'm not complaining. Well, the other one ties into what I wanted to mention about, um, you know, you said that it's a lot of like character exposition and stuff. Well, it's, it it is because we haven't seen anything about these guys' personal lives in a very long time. Yeah. All we really knew about Sam was that he had that gig at the VA at one point before he started working with Steve. Yep. You know, we know yeah, who he is true. as a person, but like we don't know much about like their lives. So I thought it was cool to see his family and to see like what kind of, you know, what kind of brother he is, what kind of uncle he is. I thought that was cool. I also thought it was interesting to Definitely. see that like the ramifications of Thanos' snap for the people that were gone. Right. Like, it's really hard to just get a loan, even though you're perfectly qualified because, oh, you don't have any income for the last five years. Well, I didn't exist. How fucking crazy was that? I loved it. I loved that, by the way. Yeah, no, I loved it. It just, it's like, that's totally what would happen, wouldn't it? Because yeah. banks suck. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, uh, and then you got um, Bucky having to go to like therapy as part of like a pardon deal, which is cool. Totally. I, I like the fact that like he doesn't have to. Makes like, a lot of sense. For the first time since the first Avenger, he doesn't have to live life like constantly on the run and everything. It'll be cool to see like what that does to him. Obviously, right. It's, it's take it's like he's sitting still for the first time in a while even in wakanda he was just recuperating you know he's he's kind of mm-hmm. back on his feet and he's sitting still for the first time in 80 years and yeah everything's kind of catching up to him you know like the shock's kind of setting in from all the horrible shit he's been through like that whole bit where you see Definitely. in that second action sequence the winter soldier sequence where he's just mowing his way through the um the hotel overseas he's just oh and and you know like you already know what's gonna happen because you've seen that conversation he's had with his friend um the the japanese guy and he just he knows his son was killed overseas but that's all he knows other than the the police said wrong place wrong time and it's like what's been tearing him apart and then bucky you can just tell by bucky's face like oh i killed him and then that night he has the nightmare about sure enough you see he killed that guy's kid it's fucking yeah. dark, dude. That was a that was a clever reveal too. And then the third action sequence, like the way they it wasn't that. a hero sequence, but we saw the flag smashers in action and a brief fight with Eddie Torres, and um and yeah. the other um the that one of the flag smashers, and then of course they went ahead and dropped the bomb at the very end. So uh, before we get there, early on you see Sam sure pulling the ultimate like you dickhead Peter Parker type move where. Um, yeah, Peter took Tony's Edith and was like, "I don't want it. It's too much responsibility." And Falcon took Steve's shield and was like, "I don't want it. It's too much responsibility." And he exactly he, he donates it to the uh, that that Captain America museum or the Smithsonian, the Captain America wing that we've seen um, in a yeah. few movies now. Which is I thought which was, they added on to. Yeah, I thought it was a nice. Way, t- yeah, I noticed cool. that. I thought that was pretty cool. It was a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> it was a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at the ceremony, we get to see Rhodey already, which was sweet. And you have a nice bit where right. Rhodey and Sam have a conversation that. about legacies and stuff. Like, that makes sense. Both their dudes are, you know, their homies are gone. So these yeah. guys are kind of left holding yeah. the bag like, shit, I got to live up to that. You know, and Rhodey yep. is, yeah. is much more self-assured and qualified to, like, be in that position than Sam is right now. Sure. Um, he's also had a longer time to adjust to it, I think, because yeah. he was... Like Sam, you know, he's military. He's kind of a badass on his own before he was yeah. ever involved with superheroes like Tony or Steve. But definitely, you know, it wasn't <laughs> like when, when Tony died, it wasn't like there was a video waiting for him. Like, all right, Rhodey, you're Iron Man now. You know, he's still War Machine. Unfortunately, yeah. I wanted to be Iron Man so bad. But uh, maybe one day being handed Armor that Wars shield. Coming up. No, I know. Hopefully 
But being handed <laughs> that shield obviously freaked Sam the fuck out, and he just didn't feel like he, anybody should be holding that yeah. other than Steve. And I get I, it. I get it. I um, got it. But yeah, then I totally he had to know. Where he he had from. to know this was going to happen. It took them like oh, one day. It was inevitable. It was like what, a couple yeah. days tops where the government announced that. Pissed me off. Your new, of course it does. It should. Your new Captain America <laughs> and out trots John fucking Walker, who we haven't seen anything about. We just know him from promotional materials yeah. and stuff. That we know the fact that that's Wyatt Russell as John Walker, and he looks at the camera and he fucking winks. You just want to shoot him. Uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, I, I loved <laughs> right. it. I fucking thought it was awesome it was great i and i was really excited about this one because it's just uh, one of my favorite corners in the marvel comics is the captain america corner um all the characters Definitely. there you know like bucky and falcon and crossbones and arnav zola and the red skull and blah 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 blah. um mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to sharon carter getting involved in here i can't wait to see what they do with zemo and you're tying all this in with the flag smashers who i think work for zemo and, oh, they have to, right? Yeah, and then if whether or not John Walker's part of that plan, I think he is. I think their U.S. agent works for the Flag Smashers and or Zemo. I hope they flip the script and he turns out to be like a semi-decent dude who's just kind of a, <laughs> that'd be kind of cool, uh, just kind of an asshole, like a dick. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but he's like a fully <laughs> capable superhero who wants to help people. You know, like he'll save innocent lives and all that shit uh, at the expense of his own. But he's just an asshole about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> no, so I, 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 I'm very curious to see how he ends up being used. If they're just going to play him as a straight up villain, if he's just going to be kind of a the you know the turd in the punch bowl, or if he's going to be, <laughs> is is there a place for him after this series? Is he going to stick around? And if yeah. so, in what capacity? Is he Captain America? Probably not. Hopefully it's Bucky or Sam. But can he be a U.S. agent? Can he be like the black suited Captain America doing like special ops for the government shit like that? I would love it. I think that would be a really cool recurring role. He doesn't have to be like yeah. a have his own movies or anything, but you'd be cool to have him as one of the the pieces of the Marvel universe, I think. But we'll see what they do. I'm, I'm you know, far be it for me to try to well, figure it out because as this next thing proved, every time I try to figure it out, I'm I'm horribly wrong. And uh, that would be the <laughs> yeah, definitely incredible mindfuck that was WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, before we get into WandaVision, did you have anything else to say about Falcon Winter Soldier? I think it's off to a great start. I think they know what they're doing. Like, I trust whatever it ends up being. Yeah. I'm almost positive it's going to end with uh, Falcon taking up the shield finally. Like, it's completely set up for that. But I'm excited well, about the journey. In the promotional there. material, we've seen both Bucky and Sam have the shield at one point. That's true. Uh, and there's also a scene where they both have their hands on it. I, I think you're right. I think it'll be Sam, um, simply because Steve gave him the shield. But they got to at least have right. one That's... episode where Bucky has the shield. Like, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, I think at some point Bucky's going to get a hold of it and like just go to town, do some, something <laughs> yeah. badass with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, ultimately, it's going to end with. Falcon. I liked Falcon as Captain America in the books. I, I you know, obviously it wasn't going to be permanent, yeah. but while it was there, I really liked it. I thought he was used well. I think Sam Wilson's a kick-ass character, and I was happy to see it. So I don't have a problem. And he makes it his own. Definitely. And it's I like a different style, Captain America. Yeah, and cool. that's what Steve wanted. He wanted him to be him. You know, yeah. and that's what he wanted Bucky yep. to be when Bucky was Captain America. Yep. And now the thing is, like, again, no disrespect to, to Sam, but one of the reasons Sam did it that way was because he didn't always agree with what Bucky did when Bucky was Captain America. And he always kind of thought, if I ever got the chance, here's how I'd do it. So maybe they're going to flip. Yeah. The it does, and you don't have to do that. Obviously, Bucky never has to be Captain America. But 
I think it would be fucking cool to see Bucky finally just be like, I got to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And the problem is, if Sam's Captain America, the only way Bucky has that moment is if Sam is either shit at the job, which I don't want to see, or he's dead, yeah, which yeah. I also don't want to see. So, no. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. we just get him. Now you having, got me worried. Having a scene or two being badass with the shield and just be satisfied with that. And that's okay. I'd be fine with that. Totally. But yeah, I'm looking forward to whatever it is they do. I, I know it's going to be good. Yeah, definitely. Look, we've all been there, right? <sighs> Letting our fear and anger get the best of us, intentionally expanding the borders of the false world we created. <laughs> How do I know it's going to be good? Is just because it's Disney Plus, it's Marvel, it's Kevin Feige and those guys. And if anything should have kind of like put anybody's fears if they had them to rest, it was the last thing they just did, which was the the nine episode mindfuck that was WandaVision. And um, I don't know yeah. where to begin with this show, but I, I would like to start by saying I thought it was borderline genius. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was awesome. I couldn't wait for Friday to hit. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's it's so weird and so bizarre. Well, yeah. But at the same time, like it was executed so well that it kind of doesn't matter how weird it is. It definitely keeps you guessing. You know, like I don't know if you were like me, but I was completely thrown off. Like I wasn't sure what to expect. Like Every episode, I was like, okay, maybe it's going this way. And it's like, nope. Exactly. And, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I didn't even Which know is where, good. It was, where it was going to start, you know, where it was going when they started it. Yeah. When you see the trailers and stuff, you're like, I, I have no idea what the show is, but it looks interesting. Yeah. And then when they, thankfully, they, I thought it was smart of them to drop the first two episodes at the same time, mm-hmm. simply because the Definitely. first episode, as great as it is, and we'll get into something there in a second, um, as great as it is, sure. it, there's not enough there to really to give you any idea of what the hell's going on you just it wouldn't make any fucking sense at all and it's not until the second episode where you get a couple hints of like something really weird's happening here that i think it really picks up a little bit so i think it was smarter than to release the first two at once i'm not sure why they didn't just make it um other than the fact that it's a sitcom formula so it wouldn't have made sense to do them as one long episode just because those shows weren't long yeah, exactly. So the first thing I want to talk about with this show is the decade thing, the the sitcom format, right? Because that's so... Oh, I loved that. It's so it. original. It really is. Like, it's not just that they're aping these tropes, the way they film it, yeah. the costume design, the set design, like everything about it like fits that era, which is so clever. If you go look at the... They released the week... Uh, last week they released a making of kind of thing mm-hmm. about it and they showed the, oh, cool. I the level of detail they put into the the work on it and you know like the that kind of recurring theme is the dun, 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 that want wonder vision yeah they snuck that into every theme song uh so even if you didn't yeah. consciously hear it your brain was catching it uh it was really cool so the 50s is the dick van dyke show right so it's you know the classic like a misunderstanding at the the dinner with the boss and his wife. And mm-hmm. I yep. thought they did a really excellent job with like, even when she's using her powers, it's clearly like stuff on strings. Like it would be on the TV show. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. The special effects. Yeah. yeah. And then, so the second episode, it was uh bewitched, which was very appropriate. Oh, I know. Um, 
It was great. And it was, you could even <laughs> see the bit where like at the beginning of the episode, they have the two beds in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the end of the yep. episode, as it's kind of growing up, she pushes the beds together. And yep. then of course it, it turns into color and we see that she can like rewind reality and something really weird's going on here. Oh yeah. So then in the third episode, it was the Brady Bunch. Yeah, so we went from 50s, 60s, third episode, 70s. Yes. And then definitely the f- very Brady Bunch. And that was the that was the birth episode. That was the she gives birth to the babies and it's kind of the last mm-hmm. of the like the wacky sitcom episodes. You know, like he has the cra- yeah. the, the the doctors kind of like uh, it just feels like a Brady Bunch episode. It's kind of like tongue in cheek, you know. And then the fourth episode it is does. the 80s and it's like a combination of like full house and like growing pains and family ties, like all in the same thing. The intro, that's my favorite intro. Yeah. It's so 80s. It's like, oh my God, that's perfect. Um, And that's, of course, where they've got like <laughs> yeah. the little kids and like, oh, we found a dog. And it's like very of that. Like, you know, for me. Well, it's I, like a special episode, isn't yes, it? Yes. It's, like it's one of those, so, like, yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And then the <laughs> next episode is, um, you know, I guess it's technically 90s, but I, I want to say it started in like 98 or something like that. But it was Malcolm in the Middle. So that episode felt very like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Like there was like, I want to say Gilmore Girls references and like just the way it was filmed and stuff. Like there was a lot of uh, Malcolm in the Middle uh, nods. Well, it starts off with the the twins talking to the camera, just like Malcolm always used to. The intro is like Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. The house is a little bit messier in that one and Wanda's having issues. And then you get the final of the like the TV trope episodes is like the talk to the sitcom you know modern family the office parks and rec stuff like that um yeah i'm sure it was more was modern great. family but that that trope you know talking to the, like the whole bit with the vision where he's talking to the camera crew yep. and he's like wait a minute what am i doing here why am i talking to you I'm like, what? yeah and it flies off and so, the the coolest thing about this is just how meta it is you yeah know, because not only about the mcu it's but not just only about, playing like, off of these television in general yeah well, and this is the first like MCU TV show, and it's kind of playing off of all the TV tropes and stuff. You know, it's it's very weird. It, it works on a number of levels, but the fact that everything's a metaphor for what's going on with Wanda, you know, it's yeah, it's really deep. And, and that does that's one of the reasons. Like, you're like, what the fuck? This thing, this, oh, the show does yeah. a couple of things really well. Um, and one of those things is its use of characters. It introduces some new characters uh, that are maybe not as new as they might seem. And then they have a really nice job of um, kind of incorporating in existing characters. Uh, the, for instance, really specifically, like Darcy. Darcy from the first two Thor movies, Jimmy Woo from the Ant-Man mm-hmm. films. And uh, of course, right. yeah. And then you've got... Um, uh, obviously Monica, Monica Rambo, who's the child in Captain Marvel, who's the daughter of Captain Marvel's best friend yes. growing up. Uh, she's all grown up now. And she's maybe one of my like top five favorite MCU characters already. <laughs> she's so awesome. Yeah. She's a, she's a sword agent, right? Yeah. Yeah. So sword is yeah um, a bit different than it is in the comics. And at least, seems to be kind of so like far. a shield replacement in this version i think yeah and the comic sword is a sentient world observation and response department i want to say is the the acronym or whatever uh or the title yeah. the full title uh so basically they're like shield for outer space they um they deal with mm-hmm. like they, they monitor alien civilizations and and determine if any of them are threats and defend the earth against those threats blah 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 
um, in the shows in the MCU, they're like yeah. the, they're the sentient weapon observation response department or research department. Um, they basically Which deal with like it's kind of clever meta human type weapons, and so it turns out when the yeah. Vision you know died at the end of Infinity War, um, they just collected his body and they were using it for reasons and i don't want to spoil it because yeah. i'm sure some people haven't seen it yet um but yeah there's clearly something's going on with um i already forget his name he's such a dick the head of the head of sword that guy was such an asshole yeah, well, what, yeah he's <laughs> i can't remember his name the actor did a good job but he's a douche um, oh, he's great. But yeah. it's it's very makes you love to hate him, you know. Yeah, and they they clearly stated up front that previous to him being in charge, God, is it Hayworth? Hayward, whatever, it doesn't matter. I, I keep saying it doesn't matter, but it's gonna bother the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> before we he was in charge, when Monica, who was another victim of the snap, um, mm-hmm. before he was in charge, her mother was in charge and she was one of the founders of sword. So Maria Rambo founded sword. She died of cancer while Monica was, you know, dust, unfortunately. So when Monica comes back, yeah. her mom is dead and the job that was always supposed to be hers is now in this dude's hands. And mm-hmm. she basically begs him for a job because like, what is she? she's got nothing. And so he sends her out to this, like, seemingly kind of like all right well you you do this to me as a favor because this thing is something weird is going on but i don't have time for it kind of thing and that's where she meets jimmy and that's where she <laughs> walks into west westview new jersey and uh becomes part of yeah. wanda's shows and uh they did a nice job of incorporating her in and out of that and i love the fact that like her exposure through wanda's barrier multiple times changed her like the energies that she experienced changed her dna and like gave her superpowers like that's so fucking cool um yeah that was interesting and so she her in the comics she's like a being of energy like she basically can become pure energy um she's mega mega powerful and before carol was ever captain marvel she was captain marvel now obviously mm-hmm. they're not yeah. doing that in the movies and that's totally fine because carol should be captain marvel but uh monica but she is going to be in the next captain marvel i think yes right? absolutely she definitely rumor is, is yeah. definitely is and there was okay. a bit um when they met that were were this uh at the sword setup darcy and uh jimmy and and everybody are talking about you know the insane amount of power that wanda's putting off and someone said well she is the strongest avenger and someone and i think darcy's like what about thor and um <laughs> i want to say is jimmy is like no way before thanos um basically cheated Car- captain marvel was like giving him the big- biggest run for his money and like as soon as they mentioned captain marvel she gets this look on her face like disgust and she immediately changes the subject and i think she blames carol for not you know doing something to save her mom or failing to stop yeah, Thanos. I was and wondering about failing that. to stop Thanos and her failure. You know, I don't know. It, 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 there's something going on there, and it'll be interesting yeah. to see how this played out in the sequel. Back to WandaVision, though. Um, Definitely. I think that you know, using those those characters the way they did, kind of like forwarding their story a bit and putting them in new positions, was really interesting. What Sword was doing and how that all played out, I f- I thought was really inspired. Oh yeah. The idea to make her have one, uh, William and, and Tommy, Billy and Tommy, the twins from the books, was crazy. That was genius. I couldn't believe they did that the way that they did it. It was really awesome. 
on that ending. Yeah, that is, and I don't want again no spoilers, but the last episode we we probably don't need to. Yeah, sorry. The last no, it's okay. The last episode (laughs) has one of my favorite crazy action scenes. It's like her big showdown with the bot, the the you know her her nemesis. I don't even want to say who it is. Yeah. Um, their big fight is so cool, and at the end when Wanda basically just full on becomes in uniform and everything, the Scarlet Witch was so fucking cool i really got a kick out of that like that was awesome um and then the visions fight it was completely earned too the visions fight and then and the way he resolved his fight was like just by like using his brain was so smart it was perfect i loved it i love that scene yeah um ship theseus (laughs) so the big thing that this show did well was it would just tease you just enough where even if you had no idea what the hell was going on for like hours at a time, you were so engaged. You could your theories all over the place, like to the level of, like I haven't seen since. Well, like, like the Quicksilver thing. Well, all right, I was getting which to that. Was totally yeah, I was getting to herring. that. I was getting to that. Oh, yeah, sorry. That, <laughs> the the amount of like fan theories and shit for this show I haven't seen since like Lost. I mean, it was crazy. Everybody had an idea of what was yeah. going on, and they dropped, like you said, they dropped that bit at the end of the episode where Pietro's at the door, and they had that whole bit where. But it's a different Pietro. Yeah, they mentioned it by <laughs> name, and you're like, oh my god! So she's she is aware of what the hell's going on, and then somebody Monica mentions like, oh Pietro, that was your brother, right? He was killed by Ultron, and it kind of like throws a wrench in the reality and everything. I thought that was really cool. And then when Pietro shows yeah. up, I and she was clearly like, you know, Vision's confronting her about all this shit that's going on, and he's clearly angry. You know, you've never spoken to me like this before, that kind of thing. Yeah. And and when the doorbell rings in the middle of their argument, he looks at her like, really? And she's like, I didn't do that. That wasn't me. <laughs> I bet you, why don't you believe me? That yeah. was not me. And then it's like fake Quicksilver. You know, it's Pietro. Um, but yeah, it's it's. it's um, yeah. I thought that the idea to use Evan Peters, because they could have used anybody, but the idea to use Evan Peters, who of course was Quicksilver in the the Fox X-Men franchise, uh, as the replacement yeah. Quicksilver was so fucking smart. Like, I can't... It was clever. It was so yeah. brilliant. It was so, and it threw so, everyone so brilliant. off, too. Everybody immediately yeah. went into their theories about the X-Men showing up what it could mean, all that stuff. And then, of course, there was all these crazy-ass theories that everyone had where the villain was going to be Mephisto. And I don't know, man. I don't see the MCU having the devil as their villain anytime soon. (laughs) I thought it was far more likely if they were going to go... pretty high tier. If they were going to go supervillain-ish, you know, uh, mystical creature thing, I thought maybe Nightmare. Um, Just because... I was thinking they might bring Darmammu back. Like yeah, have a connection to him or something. something like that. But yeah, like, something like that. But not fucking Mephisto. Yeah. That was so stupid. Um, but I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you remember, but you we watched an episode like episode three or four over at your house one night with Meg. And yeah. after the show, I think the kids came out to watch the end of it. And after the episode aired, after we finished watching it, I mean, we were like, all right, let's talk about what's going on. And I had a theory about one of the characters and what their role was going to be. And I nailed it. <laughs> I, was, I can't really say it, but the, yeah. the character ends up becoming oh, the big bad. I know exactly what you're talking about. I yeah. called the whole thing yeah. from like you did. Yep, you did the call whole it. thing, yep. and I, I was I was right <laughs> about a shocking amount of it. I couldn't believe it, and it was not. It was just not just like well, that's that in the comics. It was like just putting two and two together from where they're 
characters have been and all that shit and where I, like what character I thought would work there. Um, but anyway, not to pat my own back, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was I was shocked that I was like, oh my god. <laughs> um, but it was the the uh, everybody's so good on it, man. Like Catherine Hahn is amazing on Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany. Um, every, I I will say the one cameo I was really hoping that would show up that didn't show up uh, was some version of Magneto. But it wouldn't have made any sense. Yeah. I, I knew I knew any It X-Men, wouldn't have, especially with the story. No, exactly. I knew any X-Men tie yeah. was not gonna happen, but I really wanted to see uh, Magneto. Even if it was just um on the Halloween episode. Even if like yeah. when, when she's <laughs> in her old school, like kind of fake fake comic costume and um he's got like the old school Quicksilver uniform on kind of, and they're having their little talk. I thought it would have been a nice little bit yeah. to have like a dude in a Magneto costume walking around behind him. But again, that would have been awesome. That again, it's not anything. I mean, you know what I mean? It would have been cool, Yeah, but it's course. not, I can't be like, Ooh, like a nice little Easter egg. Yeah. I can't, I can't possibly fault them for being like, Oh, they didn't have this thing that I kind of thought might be sort of cool. Like shut up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it would have detracted from what it actually was, you know? Exactly. And the thing is this whole, this whole mini series, I guess it's a mini series, not like an ongoing show. Of course. Uh, right? Like, I don't yeah, know no, we're not going to see a second season of WandaVision. Yeah. She's got bigger and better things coming up, which is good. It's, but what's great about it is it works as a whole, you know, like from beginning to end, like there's a whole complete story. There. Yes. And it put, and, and it really changes. I can't imagine them shoving anything else in here and having it work as smoothly, you know? No, it won't. Especially a Magneto reveal. That would have been weird. Um, but like, I was kind of half expecting Dr. Strange to show up. That, I'm glad he didn't, you know? I wouldn't have been pissed if he showed up in like the post credit scene that they had, but, uh, it, yeah. di- it didn't need it. What the show does so well is it takes Wanda from just you think about like the life she's had and just like the, the mm-hmm. last few months must have been like just trauma after trauma going back to like the Civil War, right? Yeah. Blowing up, accidentally blowing up half that building and killing all those people. Like right before that, her brother died. Right before, like a couple years before that, she got, you know, forced superpowers by getting course in a hydra a few years before that her parents got blown up and she had to stare bond in the face for a few days like she hasn't had a great life you know what i mean i know uh and then like she had to like kill <laughs> yeah. her kill the love of her life and watch someone undo it and then just rip his head open <laughs> like holy yeah. shit so you know she's very much not dealing with any of that okay and i thought it was interesting to see how she dealt with like her five stages of grief or whatever and why it was oh, yeah. being broadcast it was like her cry for help um and it was just being broadcast mm-hmm. in the form exactly. of television shows because that was her happy place from that one you see that she used to watch yeah. tv with her parents and that was american tv and that was her happy place um th- yeah she was kind of just like closing down like she wasn't accepting the reality of her situation right which is why anytime yeah. the real world popped in she got furious um, like is, she was triggered like quite literally yeah exactly yeah. it was someone dealing with trauma like but they have the power to fight back against it so anytime someone brought up any of that trauma like when when monica mentions ultron she immediately is like fuck you um yeah she like throws her like through the building like yeah out of the, yeah it's pretty uh, awesome the dome or whatever yeah the hexa whatever it is. so by the end of it though she the is hex, she is full <laughs> like i said she's a fully realized scarlet witch 
Um, and she, they, they had to put What's her. What's crazy about that is I didn't actually realize that they had never referred to her as the Scarlet Witch prior to this. Really? Oh, it drove me crazy. Like it drove me crazy. Yeah. Was, but no, that's so cool. Like, I guess that was planned. I don't think so. I think it was on the, some level. I think that they just, one of the create the one division writers were like, why is no one calling her Scarlet Witch? And like, well, there's not really a reason yeah. to like, you know, she hasn't been running around. She has like a slightly red jacket sometimes, you know, like it's not <laughs> yeah, like exactly. there's not a reason to call her that other than the fact that her, the effect of her power is red. Like who would call her the Scarlet Witch? And it's not until the explanation mm-hmm. given in the show yeah. that they they gave it a reason and they gave it a look and there's mm-hmm. a purpose behind it. And like it's yeah. a role almost. I, very interesting yeah. very very interesting and the post credit scene where like you see her on the porch like hanging out at this cabin out in the middle of nowhere like in, on like a lake just looking serene yep. and then like it, it pans as she's like walking into the cabin it pans past her and then she's also like yeah. floating in the air like flipping through the dark hole and you're like holy shit <laughs> yeah like it's so bonkers yeah. um like it, it's definitely setting up her role in Doctor Strange. It's like kind of where their end goal was for the character, where they needed her to be by the end. And there's a million ways they could have put her think... there. And I thought it was so interesting how they chose to do it. I loved it. So do you think she's actually going to be the big bad in Doctor Strange too? Do you no. Think she's kind of no, going for I, like a villain role. No, I don't. I think that she's still Wanda. You know, she saved a bunch of people. Remember, she yeah. let everybody go like uh, at that one moment. Well, oh, I, I know. I don't want to get too much into that, but I, I think that um, well, there may be a lack you can of have con- good intentions and still be a villain. I think so. there may be an issue with control at one point because that's yeah. always been her problem. She's so powerful that you have to be able yeah. to control the amount of forces you're using, and she can't always do that. And when she can't do that, like in the House of M, it has catastrophic consequences. Yeah. So there may be a bit of strange having to be like, yo, <laughs> calm down. Or they, yeah. you know, but the, the, we'll see. What it almost goes. feels to me... Like they're kind of going for like a dark Phoenix storyline, but like with Wanda instead. Maybe. I mean, that's, she's always been that. That's what it kind of felt like it was building towards, but that's just me, I guess. I don't know. No, I mean, she's always been that character for the Avengers, you know? Uh, She is. Yeah. That's, that's who she's been. Um, Like insanely powerful, like un, um, what do you call it? Uh, Just totally. um, Oh, Words are hard. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> like unwieldy. Like completely, she's the she's the person everyone discounts, overlooked. You know, but then she ends up being like the most powerful one on the team. You know, right? Like the invisible woman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the thing that I love so much about these, like the one one division, every episode's between thirty and forty minutes for the most part, and there's nine episodes, so it's yeah. like a four plus hour movie if you watch it all at once, which is awesome. Yep. And I, it's hard to sit through that all at once sometimes. But in the case of the mm-hmm. next thing we're going to talk about, I actually found it <laughs> relatively easy to do. And it was shocking to me. And I want to talk about Zack Snyder's cut of the Justice League movie. So begins the end. For dark time. I've never seen a being this strong. Maybe one. I spent a lot of time trying to divide us. I made a promise to him on his grave. 
I need to bring us together. There are enemies coming from far away. They serve an old power. This world is divided. No protectors here. No lanterns. No Kryptonium. It will fall in his name. I have turned worlds to dust. All of existence shall be mine. I have a second chance. I am not gonna waste it. He said the age of heroes would never come again. Fighting the devil and his army. You know, I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells. He's never fought us united. It's time to stand, fight. The time is now. Oh man, there's a lot to unpack here. So before we start talking about the movie, just a little like, yeah. Do you want to give the background? I'm I'm a hardcore Marvel fan, right? Like not just MCU, but like old school mm-hmm. comics and everything like that. I've always liked DC. I I have a pretty vast knowledge of DC stuff. I've read a ton of their books, but it's never been you know like my my where my real interest was. You know what I mean? However, Eric, as much as he likes Spider Man and some other stuff, like DC's his bread and butter. So yeah. I, I was always, you know, when the, the Snyderverse movie started, uh, we both really liked Man of Steel. Uh, and I get why people... We actually saw it together, I want to say. I think you're right. Didn't we? Like, we um, saw it in theaters, and we were just like, oh, dude, that was... You know, like, with the whole time we were geeking out, like, because there was so much cool shit in that movie. And the action was nuts. So I get what people don't like about it 100%, right? I get yeah. the whole, like, it's long as shit. I get they don't like that Superman allows so many people to die. I get, like, he kills Zod. They don't like that. Uh, I get sure. they don't like the whole ridiculous sub, like stuff with Jonathan Kent. Like, his advice is horrible all the yeah. time. There's a lot of valid complaints about that movie. For, for sure. sure. But at the same time, like... It's fucking good. <laughs> I can't. It, it's like, a badass movie. It's just, it's just a cool ass superhero it's, movie. But, and, and like people are like shocked. Like Zack Snyder, like it's overly stylized. It doesn't rely too heavily on plot. It's got like it's it's yeah. just trying to show off like the, the filmmaking techniques it has all the time. It's big, over the top operatic style action sequences, and um, yeah, it's it's a little too long. Well, guess what? It's a fucking Zack Snyder movie. What did you expect? You know, but that is, if I, if that's his style going into <laughs> it, I knew like, I'm going to see Zack Snyder's version of Superman. I wasn't looking to see, it's like Tim Burton's Batman. Like you, you can't go into that thinking like, all right, I'm going to get like the animated series or like those, you know, yeah. like Denny O'Neill <laughs> comics. You're going to get Tim Burton's version. You're going to get Zack Snyder's version. You right. Have, you have to know that going in. So that said. We like Man Absolutely. of Steel, Batman vs Superman. We weren't necessarily on the same page about. I I like parts of it. I didn't like the movie all that much. Um, I did watch the like director's cut 
<laughs> and shockingly, it was better. Way too long, but yeah, the director's cut is a lot better. I will like, say way too long, but Justice League was four hours. So I know, so, I know. So, so, but the thing is, whatever, you, <laughs> whatever we're not, whatever we felt about those movies, it was definitely a through line. Like you could see Snyder was building something. Right. Then Justice League happened, and they did the whole bit. Unfortunately, obviously, there's you know legitimate reasons he dropped out of of completing the film. No. No rational person could be upset with him for that. Unfortunately, Warner Brothers, greedy little piggies, instead of going, you know what? This dude's had a horrible tragedy. Let's see if we can't negotiate like some long-ass period of time off for him. We'll do everything we can without him, but we've got to wait for him to come back because this is his project, and this is we've, yeah. we've hired him to give us his vision. And whatever we yep. think about like the last movie, it still raked in like a shit ton of money. Totally. So... You know, I think that it was kind of, I don't know, disheartening, I guess, to see that they actually released like a Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder version. Like either just scrap the Snyder one and start over with Whedon. Uh-huh. Let let him do that movie and like fix your tonal problems or whatever. Of course, now look, looking back, it's a good thing they didn't do that. Right. <laughs> we didn't know. We didn't know who he was at the time. Yeah, that's. That's unfortunate. It still bums me out just thinking about it because I've always been a Whedon fan, you know. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that shithead. I don't want to talk about him at all. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, understandable. Understandable. No, I mean, you know what I mean. I, it's fine, but that's not I, – I don't want to talk about him right now. Uh, I do want to talk about Snyder because I think he's the one – I will say the Whedon cut sucks. I, I didn't like it at all. I, I, in my opinion, it sucks. I, I know a lot of people like it. I hate it. I didn't like but it. But – uh, I didn't like it wasn't what it needed to be almost any of it. <laughs> yeah. So the, the good, so, the thing that I did like about it was like my main issue with the theatrical cut of that movie was it felt unfinished. It felt like they just rushed it out. Yep. And you could tell that it wasn't what it was originally intended to be. That's the whole point. Is that like the first two were, were building something. And then the third one comes out justice league. And it's like, mm-hmm. It's a mangled mess of Frankenstein project of a movie. It doesn't flow with yeah. anything that's been said in, in before. <laughs> like, the, all right, for instance, there's a ton of changes they made between the two cuts, but one of the most appalling, and I'm not talking omissions because now I'm not going to talk omissions because they omitted a ton of shit that completely changes yeah. the movie, um, and not just reshoots. Totally. Like a lot of stuff that like Cyborg and Flash that makes them infinitely more likable is and more well-rounded and fleshed out and story-driven and makes the story make fucking sense was all cut out. Yeah. None of it's there. So all the problems... I was shocked. And then, like, the color palettes we chose are a mess. Like, everything's all just... It's it's like, we gotta brighten it up. And it looks like... It just... Like, you can't tonally shift that hard and not have it... Yeah. It was too much of a shift, but I did, like... Some of the things the Whedon cut did, because again, like, again, I, as like, much as I like Zack Snyder movies, like it's his movies are always just a little too dark. And I like that you know the original theatrical cut was a bit brighter. I did appreciate that, but like tonally it was all over the place, so it didn't quite work. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I, I actually preferred the pros and cons with because that. again, it's just you can't have the characters from his movies in it and have half the movie yeah. be his movie and have it suddenly not look like his project it doesn't it's very i weird. get what you're saying like you want to you want to see a more traditional justice league movie or whatever cut like visually and that's fine visually yeah i get it that's totally yeah. fine but like that's why it doesn't it doesn't work. mesh with the it's rest because of it's still the story. snyder's thing and they just 
They just yeah. cut the balls off of it. it and like slapped some makeup on it and were like, isn't it pretty? And everyone was like, no, yeah. it sucks. Like people don't really like it that much. <laughs> the, the special effects are shit. Yeah. You know, it doesn't look finished. Like he said, uh, the, the f- yep. infamous thing about Superman's especially Steppenwolf. Well, yeah, but the movie in the movie, the opening, the very first thing that we see in the theater cut is like the worst CG face you've ever seen a Superman. And he's like, I believe in truth yeah. and justice. And it's like, Joss Whedon trying upper to lip. turn him from the Snyder Superman into like the old serialized radio Superman. And it's like they overcorrected so fucking hard. Yeah, it was weird. One of the in the Snyder cut, the first thing we see is a slow motion version of Doomsday and Superman killing each other from the Batman vs Superman, and his scream, like his mm-hmm. death scream. Of course, he's so powerful that like sends yeah. out like like impact waves, and we slowly follow that around the globe, and we see that his death. The sound of his death mm-hmm. is what triggers the mother boxes to wake up and just to notify Apocalypse that like there's no more protector here. It's like the moment he dies, yeah, Justice League starts. That was kind of a weird choice in my opinion, but it made a lot more sense and thematically, like it picked up right after okay. Batman vs Superman. So like that was kind of cool. The fact so that it visually ties in. it's a little weird. The way he shot yeah. it, where it's like multiple sound waves. And you're following yeah. them around. That was a little weird, but when the the slow mo was a bit much. Yeah, but, but that's the idea. That's that's a complaint yeah, throughout the movie. Yeah, you can't. You're, <laughs> at this point, you're just complaining about Snyder, and that's fine because um, he has there's he has some faults as a filmmaker. He's a little self indulgent at one point, like when the Icelandic people sing for 45 hours about Aquaman. Oh my god, what was up with that? That's yeah. <laughs> that's, Sorry, no, just, that was the. I biggest... just rewatched that scene and I'm like, same here. What? Why is this in here? This is why this movie's four hours long. Yeah, we got scenes like this where there's like five minutes of something that doesn't matter. But the thing is, other than that, but, I can't think of anything like that. Yeah. Other than that one bit. No, totally. I can't think of anything. Well, okay, so there's that scene, and there's the scene with Aquaman on the dock, which I like. Oh, the slow motion but drinking. But it lasts a little too long. Yeah. Where it's like slow motion Jason Momoa's beard in the waves. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you see the droplets, like, yeah, it takes but at way that too point, long. It's about, the lyric, it's about the lyrics of the song at that point, and... It, it's about what the song is singing. It's singing about him, but he could have been doing something instead of just like. Rrr. It was kind of a cool moment. Yeah, but like but I did laugh on, out loud. It went on. That scene. It was the most Zack Snyder scene ever filmed. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. Yeah, <laughs> you might be. No, <laughs> no. The thing, but I, I, you know, I embrace it for what it is. You know. That's a, any any anytime anytime there's a Zack Snyder movie with guns, you're gonna see some kind of mm-hmm. gun shell fall to the ground in slow motion. It's a signature. It's not like a he does it in everything. Um, and the bit where the Batmobile, yeah, totally. the Batmobile is badass in this movie, um, where it shoots that the giant like boom like the cannon from the top. It has the, the slow cannon. And it has the, the slow mo. You get the shell, shell fall, and it's like that's him like signing the movie. Yeah, that was cool. But all right, so real quick, one of the things <laughs> that really separates these two movies, besides the fact that like this one makes sense and has a plot and character development and all the things the other one doesn't, is yeah, they all the stuff that and again, I I'm not sure what was reshoots and what wasn't, and what was add on and stuff and what wasn't. I know there wasn't a ton of new stuff filmed. It was like ten minutes. Um, yeah. And it's like just. Like, I think it's mostly it's like the little, end scene. Yeah, whatever. It was awesome though. But um, that was cool. Like the fact that like I why they thought they could cut the stuff they cut and keep the stuff they kept, 
And they change so much. Like, for instance, yeah. towards the end when Cyborg is trying to separate the Unity and, and Flash is going to, like, run up and tag him. Like, none of that shit happens anywhere. Instead of that, running, like, faster than the speed of sound and getting, like, shot in the stomach and almost dying and, like, then having to come back and, like, save the universe. All that shit with the Flash. Yeah, it was intense. Instead, he's pushing a fucking Russian family around, like, Dos Fidania! And you're like, oh Yeah. Like, Whedon sucks, dude. Now, <laughs> but, I don't... I don't hate the scenes in that cut where they save the people, but it's like not necessary. That family doesn't like, it's such a different movie. Yeah. That movie's completely different. It's incredibly different. Also the way they dispose of Steppenwolf. So like the way they dispose of Steppenwolf, for instance, in the uh, original version, it's basically just like Wonder Woman fighting him. (laughs) And this one, it's, uh, you know, Aquaman and and Cyborg. Well, and they set the the parademons on him. Yeah, which is stupid. In this dumb. one, Aquaman stabs his ass with a trident mm-hmm. while there's like a portal open. The Unity's almost complete. Yeah. And there's a portal open to, to Apocalypse and like Dark Side and and you see Granny fucking goodness. Yeah. And um yeah. I don't know if you caught that. That was cool. That was cool. And uh of course, um uh, uh, uh oh my god, why am I blanking on his name? The torturer. Um Desaad. Desaad, thank you. Um Yeah. So they're all standing there staring at like you know, Superman and shit. And <laughs> Aquaman's got Steppenwolf stabbed to the throat and he throws him. And then in the original cut, when Wonder Woman's jumping and swinging her sword down, she breaks Steppenwolf's axe. And this one, she chops yeah. his fucking head off. As he's she being, decapitates As him. he's being thrown through the portal. So it's like a gift to Darkseid. As the portal's closing, here's Steppenwolf yep. headless. And they all just stare at him like, bitch. Yep. It's the coolest thing ever. And then... Yep. um. The uh, it's pretty instead fucking of, sweet. Instead of that axe, it's like thing, a big fu to Dark Side. Instead of the axe being broken by Wonder Woman in this version, instead of Superman showing up from his resurrection in a weirdly brightly colored costume, he's got his sick ass like Kryptonian, yeah. like the suit his father wore, the black suit with the silver S and the black. Yeah, hate. the solar suit or yeah. whatever the the black suit. Yeah, and yeah. he instead of coming down and be like, I believe in truth and justice, and like smacking the shit out of Steppenwolf, he shows up as <laughs> Steppenwolf's about to murder Cyborg because he's like stuck on the Unity. And he lets the axe yeah. hit him in the neck and it does nothing. And yep. Superman just looks at him and goes, not impressed. And starts beating the shit out of him. Like it's everything about it's cooler. There's not a scene in the original that I thought played better than anything in this version. Not one scene. Like for instance, the reason they bring Superman back to life. For instance, the reason they bring Superman back to life in the theater cut is basically we need a leader. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what it is in this version. Yeah. They've like almost died a couple times, and they're like the only thing that's going to save this planet is Superman. Yep. And there's a chance because they they explain so much better what the mother boxes are and what they can do, and like it's basically mm-hmm. Cyborg and Flash come up with the plan to re- the resurrect Superman. You know, it's their idea, and yeah. the Batman's yeah. the one that's like, Definitely. no, we got to do this. And Wonder Woman's a little apprehensive, but she's like on board. And Aquaman's like, this is a terrible idea. And then after that fight, yeah. <laughs> after the fight with Superman, where Lois comes up and Lois saves Batman's fucking life, um, they and mm-hmm. he flies away with Lois. Aquaman just looking at all of them like, I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I said, every single scene plays better. All the character stuff in this was so good. The only issue I have with it is, I don't know, there's a couple minor things, but like Superman, I feel like he was a little bit sidelined in this version. I know a lot of the stuff in the weeding cut was like added, 
But it like he had almost no dialogue in this version, which felt a little weird. It felt like he could maybe used a couple scenes like where maybe he talks to the other justice league members or something well henry cavill wasn't available to do any additional shooting or reshoots and you got to keep in mind snyder's snyder's film was never finished like he didn't finish his movie yeah they let him come back and finish as much as he could but there's some superman stuff that never got filmed so you got what you got Yeah, that's a good point so that totally makes sense given that context yeah but like the scenes with him are pretty badass. They're great. Like those fight scenes are. Did nuts. you catch that Lois is pregnant? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. That was a that was a bomb. Yeah. There's so many little things in like that in this movie where it's. So a couple quick, a couple quick points. <laughs> like, I some, crazy. some some of my favorite yeah. like additions. Um, everything with Cyborg and Flash. Uh-huh. Flash went from like dude. I, Cyborg's the heart of the movie. How did they cut all that shit out? I have no idea. I think that's why he was so pissed off. Um, I mean, he really and he. Carries, I'm pissed off, and he carries it. It's well. a different movie. It's a completely different movie. Yeah, he's great, and, and that's the thing. I think that's why, like, he's barely in the theatrical cut. I think that's why I'm so surprised about how much I like this. Is how much I hated the yeah. other. Like, I not hated. I didn't hate the theater version. Yeah. I was just very disappointed by sure. it. Because again, I knew what yeah. I was coming in for. I didn't love Batman vs Superman, not because it was Zack Snyder's Batman vs Superman. I just thought it was a little clumsy. There's some pretty. Key, it was kind of a mess of a movie. Yeah, there's some pretty key. There's plot some points. cool shit in there, for sure. Yo, hundred percent. There's some cool shit in there. Um, I think they tried to cram too much in, but that's a whole another conversation. Yes, but <laughs> but it's a little clumsy plot point wise, and this one is too at times, but it's so much more well explained and well presented than what we've already seen. And so just like, it was almost refreshing to see Zack Snyder's version again. I don't know how else to describe yeah. it. It was really good. I, I got to say, if they told me they were going to make a four hour justice league two, I'd be down for it. Oh, a hundred percent. Like that's the, I think that's the thing that maybe bothers me about this the most is that it's such a great setup for a whole franchise and we probably won't get a follow-up to this and it's a huge tragedy in my opinion because like if this had come out if this version had come out in 2017 it would have been a huge hit definitely definitely absolutely you know like this is way better than i expected that's that's the thing like i knew it was going to be better than what we'd seen right Oh yeah, I, I mean, I knew it. Yeah, it could easily. not be just because <laughs> it's not a frank. Even yeah. just because it's a singular vision, it was going to be better, at least different enough where it would be better. I didn't know how much. Well, and it also it adds a lot to the previous movies. Like a lot of the weird decisions that were made in BVS make a lot more sense looking at where it was going. You I mean, know, exactly, that's the whole point. Is that it was. singular vision you saw where he was setting shit up (laughs) and then like they didn't let him pay any of it off they let someone else come and try to pay it off by changing everything and it didn't work um yeah didn't no yeah what was my point i was making a point um oh sorry man that's okay they made a step on your no it's okay i was just um fuck um oh real quick you're good i don't i don't know if this is going or not but regardless so they they all right so they as I mentioned, they made Cyborg infinitely cooler. They took Flash from being like super annoying to me to like really likable and funny 
like legitimately funny other than like oh, a yeah. couple scenes in the Joss, Joss version like the Superman bit where he, he sees sure. him and flashes reaction which is kept beat for beat so it wasn't Joss's bit um it, mm-hmm. it was great like all the funny shit with Flash is actually funny in this one um the way yeah. he, the the scene where he rescues well, the moment with the iris yeah and the dog the interviewing for the the dog grooming or walking job or whatever it was fantastic <laughs> yeah uh, i start monday right okay <laughs> And like him in the fight scenes, there was, <laughs> was none great. of that. Like, what do I do? I just push people and run away. None of that was there. It, instead, it was yeah, like it was significantly just, different. He he's in over his head. He's in over his head, and he knows it, but he's not complaining about it. He's there to be, be cool and do sh- cool shit. And yeah. he's the hero of the movie. He saves everybody. He literally saves the universe. Saves Earth. Um, yeah. They made Batman way cooler in this one too. By the way, like yes, it took a long time for him to be Batman again. Um, he's in Bruce Wayne for the majority of the movie, but when he's actually Batmaning it up, like he's kicking all kinds of ass. Yeah, he's not a crabby old man like he was in the Weeding Cut. You know, yeah. like he was like complaining about back problems. And yeah, shit. Like, oh, my girdle. <laughs> um, there's actually more than one yeah. Commissioner Gordon scene, but I will say this: I think the characters that got shortchanged the hardest. Um, other than Cyborg and Flash, the Amazonians, yeah. and and uh, oh yeah, like their scene with the Atlanteans, Volko's in this movie, yeah, the, the, Willem Dafoe's in this movie, the Atlanteans, what the fuck, yeah, the Atlanteans, <laughs> the, and that scene sets up the Aquaman movie so much better than anything that happened in the the Whedon cut. Um, there's a lot so, of good foreshadowing. So that was what I was gonna say. There's 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 the two groups that are underserved are the Amazonians and the Atlanteans by the the Whedon cut, like the Amazonian fight with steppenwolf is fucking awesome it is so cool oh and, yeah like it's so much longer yeah. than what we saw it's so much better um the, mm-hmm. the f- and it has weight to it there's like exactly. emotional exactly. weight exactly which is crazy um, and steppenwolf is terrifying in this version he really is like he looks like in the in the theatrical cut, like he looked like a bad like N sixty four character. Like <laughs> he wasn't fully rendered. His voice was shitty. Like everything he kept about calling it was the bad. mother box his mother all the time. It was really like mother. Yeah, like what the really f- weird. Yeah, it was um, weird. All that's gone. Yeah, he's, he's he's like the DC Comics version. He's a fucking. He's not as terrifying as yeah. his bosses, but he's terrifying. Um. This... And Darkseid. Have we even mentioned Darkseid yet? I was just about to. Darkseid's no. fucking in the movie. The only complaint I have about Darkseid yeah. in this movie is that the only time the we see him scene. do anything is that he gets punked out. Right, yeah. And I get... Well, he gets punked out by freaking Ares. And, like the and, god of war. Oh, and Zeus. And Zeus. Yeah. And like everyone else teaming up on him at Amazon, once. Yeah, like <laughs> Hippolyta and uh, the king of Atlantis. Uh, Arthur's like great, 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 yeah. great grandfather. Uh, but that was a really yeah. cool scene. The, it's seeing the Green Lantern actually do stuff and then seeing uh, Darkseid kill him. And, the and ring. then try to grab the yes, ring. Yes, that was so That dope. was awesome. Yeah, my, that was such a good moment. And, and my, my wife was yeah. kind of like paying attention in and out. And uh, when that bit happened, she was like, ooh, what would happen if he grabbed it? And I was like, oh, man, a hundred different things could happen. And not one of them would have been good. Um, but, yeah, that was really cool. And to see him speak was awesome. And the bit at the end with him, like, we'll do it the old way. Was, oh, that was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I can't, Definitely. I, I like, oh God, we got to see like a lot of, uh, expanse of the nightmare sequence from Batman versus Superman. It makes actual sense now. Um, the whole yeah. thing is at some point and Snyder's 
stated at some point in his version after Justice League, uh, Darkseid and the yeah. gang were going to come to Earth in the second one. And Batman at one point was going to be given the responsibility of protecting like their loved ones and Lois and dark side mm-hmm. knowing that Superman's weakness is Lois Lane isn't at the big fight that they expect him to be at. Instead, he's where Batman is and Batman's not able to save Lois oh, from yeah. the Omega beams. And she gets like burnt to a crisp. Superman is like, of course, destroyed by Lois's death and dark side uses his, um, the, the the moment he's most vulnerable, he infects him with the anti yeah. the anti life equation, which yep. is Superman then becomes like a pawn of Darkseid, and so the yep. the sequence in Batman vs Superman where Batman's in like a trench coat and there's things the, the parademons are flying everywhere and Superman's like executing like people like the post apocalyptic stuff exactly yeah. the thing that Flash a weird looking Flash runs back in time to warn him about Lois is the key Lois mm-hmm. has been the key. We think because it's Batman versus Superman, that has something to do with the fight with Batman and Superman, and he just doesn't understand it. Had nothing to do with that. He was warning him about nothing to do with how to save Earth from Superman and Darkseid. And so, at the end of the Snyder Cut, we see um, the like ragtag version of the Justice League that's left, Um, and they're they're going to try to stop Darkseid and or Superman, and it's it's crazy and i loved it it reminds me so much of that story we talked about in our alternate realities episode uh about the rock of ages yeah it reminds me so much of that but it's got um flat older flash who looks just like the version that has like the the scruffy beard the long hair the version that ran back in time and to like bruce and batman or superman he's got the same suit and uh cyborg who's got he's like, got that weird shield thing that folds down or whatever. yeah over his face yeah it's like a mad max flash or something it's crazy yeah they got cyborg of course batman mara who is like furious and wants to kill superman quote over what he did to arthur uh and she's got arthur's yeah and she's got arthur's trident um fucking deathstroke is on the justice league Mm -hmm. and the god that was amazing fucking joker is on the justice yeah i wouldn't say he's on the justice league (laughs) because he's still in like his arkham shit but like he's he's there to help them with something And he is pushing. That was such a cool reveal. He is fucking pushing some buttons, boy. It's like he wants Batman to just yep. wreck his fucking head. And there's this bit where yeah, he's, there was he where he he he's like you can't blame him for being. He's talking about Superman. You can't blame him for like his anguish or being pissed off. You know, hell, Bruce, yeah. you know this better than anybody, don't you? Let's talk about like trauma, whatever. Your parents, maybe your adopted sons, some shit like that. And uh, when yeah, he says that, really fucked Batman up. just leans yeah. over and he's like, you're going to want to pick your next words very fucking carefully. And then he immediately starts talking about like how yeah. fucked in the head Batman is and how Joker's like going to push him over the edge and Superman. It's, everything's his fault and he should just kill himself and all this shit. And Batman's like, that wasn't very yeah. careful. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And then you see the moment. I love that where, where Joker's just trying to push him too far, basically. And Batman stops him cold and he's just like, you want to talk about holding people as they died. When I held Harley Quinn as she like spit up blood as she died and everything. And she, she begged me, made me promise as she died that when I killed you, you know, I took my time, whatever the fuck it was. And the Joker loses all his steam like immediately. Yep. (laughs) And then kind of, 
kind of regroups for a second and he's like oh you're good you're good and all that shit and then batman leans in he's like make no mistake i will fucking kill you you know and all that shit it's like oh man it's so good and then right when like they're about to have like their big fight it's it's like oh fuck he's here superman's here he saw it like he's coming and you see him fly down it's like oh that's so goddamn cool and we probably will never see any follow-up to it and it's a damn shame oh man i don't know we can we can hope man and then the Zack snyder said so far this 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 cut's really popular online right now people are like like us like completely sidelined by it like completely like flabbergasted by how good this is you know yeah. so, so like if, I, if if wb's smart like they'll lean into this and do something you know it might not be what was originally intended but well i will say this i'm not going to count on anything happening but i will say that the odds of warner brothers agreeing to spend any money to fix up more than double the length of runtime and then digitally release not only one version, but a black and white version that apparently has like another scene or two added, which is coming. Yeah, that's coming out. It's called like the like shades that's, of yeah. It's like the gray version or something. It's black and white. It looks awesome. That's so weird. Uh, it's yeah. it's the way he always wanted it to look. I don't know, man. He's a fucking weird guy. Black and white. Yeah, he's a weird guy. <laughs> what the fuck? Look at this. <laughs> Go look at the stills. It actually looks really fucking. It's like gorgeous. It's crazy. Um, I'm sure it looks good, like like um, Fury Road, like the black and black and chrome edition of Fury Road yeah. looks good. But yeah, like, exactly. It's, okay, weird. Okay, yeah, a lot of filmmakers Whatever. always wanted to make a black and white movie. Why you would want it to be Justice League? Who the fuck knows? But Justice League seems like a weird choice. For yeah, that, right? I always thought the Walking Dead TV show should have been a black and white. Well, that first episode had the black and white edition, right? No, well, the whole first season. Uh, if you have the Blu-ray, you can watch it in black and white. Um. That's awesome. Yeah, and then AMC released. I think it's like f- Night of Living Dead. Yeah, it looks it looks amazing, and I gotta say the like, gore and stuff looks so much cooler in black and white because it's fucking just it's just it's really dark and it just looks so much worse. It's so much worse for some <laughs> yeah. for some reason. Well, because your mind like plays games. Yeah, with, I don't know. Yeah, like but... like in Psycho. Yeah, exactly. But uh, back yeah. to Snyder Cut real quick. Um, sure. So the flashback scene was really cool. The Amazon fight stuff was really cool. All the cyborg and Flash stuff was cool. The Superman stuff was was awesome. Um, Atlanta yeah. stuff was awesome. I'm, I feel like I'm missing like a ton of shit. I I gotta say like this, there's so much. I was so movie. surprised again. I was so surprised how much I liked it, but I was more surprised how insanely badly they fucked this movie before they released it. Like I cannot believe yeah. that what we got was them going. This is much better. Like, it's just it's it's fucking baffling to me like i can't i can't yeah. even like i didn't like the weed and cut to begin with I, I it was like eh, it's okay i guess i'll never watch it more than twice in my life but it's fine i, yeah. I whatever it's you know forgettable but this like yeah. this was a cool ass movie i'll watch this again for sure uh, yeah. I'd probably watch it in chapters <laughs> before I watched all four fucking hours. I did not anticipate watching the whole thing. I was like, I'm going to watch maybe an hour well, like, of it at a time. It's not like yeah. four. I thought it was four chapters. It's like seven or eight. So they're different lengths. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right, well, I'll watch yeah. one chapter. And then I'm like, oh, this has been really good so far. It was a lot better than I was expecting right off the bat. I'm going to watch chapter two. <laughs> oh, yeah. man, this is actually really good. Chapter five comes around like, oh, yeah. I'm in it now. No reason to stop it at three hours. Might as well finish at this point. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, it Surprisingly was good, way, sure. way better than it probably had a right to be. But it was, it was shockingly good. Um, and I do, ho- I do hope we get a sequel or at least some- like the scene, um, the scene with Cyborg in the bank accounts. That was awesome. That scene alone was like right. so like and it was emotional. And like, it was much needed, not only to give him backstory. Oh, his yeah. whole backstory was cut from the movie. It's unbelievable. Like I thought that was like one of the coolest hero scenes in like most superhero movies. It was like, and it was like such a small act, but it was Victor Victor you know? got totally fucked over in this movie. Like the Whedon cut. Yeah. It's like it's like it's it's like they go out of their way to be like, fuck you, cyborg. <laughs> like, Basically, yeah. And um <laughs> can we talk about real they quick? They took away his whole story. How sure. another thing that they um that that got completely cut was the presence of the Martian Manhunter. And we actually got to see I know they revealed that the major or general or whatever from Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman, whose name I forget, uh was actually John Jones, the Martian Manhunter. And we find that out when yep. um, Martha Kent goes to visit Lois Lane to kind of be like, you got to get back to reporting. Like, I, you know, you and I are the only people in the world that know how hard it is to, to we're mourning two people and all this shit. And like, we don't have anybody that we can yeah. talk to about it other than each other. Like, you got to get back together. And it was a really nice scene. And then as soon as she walks out of the room or out of Lois's apartment, her eyes turn red. And I was like, gasp. And then she turns into fucking... <laughs> Martian Manhunter, and I about fucking had a heart attack. I was like, "This is so fucking cool!" And then at the end, I did not expect that. that not at awesome. all. At the very end, um, when we get a Green Lantern and Martian Manhunter in this movie, where Bruce is sleeping. like they're brief, but they're really fucking cool. Where Bruce is sleeping in his like sweet ass lake house or whatever it is, and he wakes up because he like, yeah. hears like a sonic boom. And I thought it was going to be Superman coming to talk to him. And I was like, oh, cool. Like a Superman Batman scene. This will be nice and needed. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. You know, and other than the whole like, oh, by the way, I bought the bank. Why? Just buy the house back. It was stupid. They don't need to buy the bank. Yeah. It's a t- <laughs> terrible investment. Um, He's showing off at this point. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, just, whatever. But the... Um, you think it's gonna be Superman, it's an Elon Musk movie, and right and there. Bruce walks out and he's just sitting there like in his t like you know in a t shirt and like pajama pants, and it's Martian Manhunter's yeah. like floating like in the air like hello Bruce Wayne and he's like uh huh <laughs> he's so yeah his reaction is great. he's so nonplussed by it and 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 John Jones tells yeah. him like kind of reaffirms everything he already knows and he's like basically saying like I'm here to help and I'll be I'll fight with you and all this shit and it's like. Oh shit! They got the seventh member. That's awesome. You want to talk about shortchanged? John fucking Jones got shortchanged, but uh, the fact that he was even yeah. in this was super cool. And then, oh, yeah. of course, the Lex Luthor scene was a lot longer in this version too, um, and a whole, lot better. Yeah, the whole bit where he tells like that, the dialogue is different. He sells Deathstroke. I'm working for him by just dropping Batman's real name. I'm like, yep, okay, yeah, and. Thing another thing that pisses me off is that like that was clearly meant to set up the Batman the movie, the Ben Affleck Batman movie. Oh, I know, which is gonna be yeah, because Deathstroke was the main villain. Yeah, it was gonna be originally Batman versus Deathstroke was the whole thing of the movie, and that was at the Affleck script. Want that movie, dude? Dude, for real. 
Uh, maybe they can let Zack Snyder. Like, I at least <laughs> want to read the script. Just release the fucking script. I, I, I <laughs> want to see. We never get it. That's I fine. See, I just want to read it. Look, I don't see. People are smart enough. You can have a Snyder verse or whatever and do other shit. Like, you don't have to have just one version of something anymore. Yeah. You can have your Robert Pattinson. Well, especially Batman. if they're going to be doing this multiverse thing. Yeah, man. Know? Give me fucking more of this shit. I'm Lean saying, like, that. give me a Man of Steel 2. Give me the. Oh. Zack Snyder's oh, the, fuck, real quick, so real quick. That. You know how much I disliked Wonder Woman sure. eighty four. I thought it was a piece of shit. Um, and the you, fr- we'll have to talk about that at some point. I, really, I actually really liked it, but I totally get why some people did. Fair enough, but I honestly I didn't like the first one. For, um, re, yeah, that's weird to me. I, no, <laughs> the first one's it's, great. It's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's like half a movie. Um, but it's okay. It, it's got some cool stuff in it for sure. It's not perfect. But here's the my thing point. for the second one, real quick. The second one I thought was good in that it felt like a Richard Donner Superman movie with a female lead, which isn't what people want these days. No, I get that. 45 years ago. Sure. <laughs> but I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. But yeah. I, exactly. I found it. It felt like a movie that would have been great in the 80s. I found it horribly disappointing, <laughs> but that yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, the one of the I, things I that, that one of the reasons I didn't like the first one so much it really isn't the first movie's fault. It's that they established such a badass Wonder Woman in the Snyder movie and Batman vs Superman. Like sure. she's so cool when Doomsday smashes yeah. the shit out of her and she like flies like a mile and hits a bunch of rocks. She just gets up and like she's wiping blood from her lip and smiling and you're like, that's badass. And um, yeah, they, they I loved her in that. And then in her movie, she's like that elevated the movie for me. In her movie, she's like you know everything is all positive all the time. And it's just like, what the fuck? This isn't the same character. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it, that was yeah. reinforced. She was going through a Buddhist phase. When she know. has the, the dudes like <laughs> doing like the, the hostage situation slash bank heist or whatever. And she has, that, Oh, that scene was nuts. And the weed and cut everything's slow motion. And it's like, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, look at how cool she is. And this one, it's all sped up, but it's it also looks, played for laughs. Yeah, it's fucking in the stupid. Weed cut. And this one is sped up and yeah. it's and this one fucking it's badass. And she kills the shit out of these people. Like there's... She does. She kills every one of those yeah. fucking terrorists. And she should. And like, <laughs> like you see the guy's head like explode against exactly. the wall. It's and that nuts. bit where the guy's And shooting, she eviscerates that last dude. She just just explodes him. And the bit where he's shooting yeah. at the There's like nothing left. He's shooting the automatic weapon at the kids and she's like sprinting down the line blocking it. It looks so much and cooler in this one. So much cooler it's like yeah. than anything that happened in the, yeah. the Whedon cut. Um, even, yeah. even the weird Batman vehicle, the Nightcrawler, is so much cooler in this version. And yeah. it has the bit yeah, from the definitely. trailer. And Alfred gets so much more screen time, and he's so good. Like Jeremy Irons is Jeremy awesome Irons is a national treasure. He's so good. I really don't... <laughs> like, why we couldn't have got more movies with Affleck and Jeremy Irons against the, these characters would have been so cool. Like, I, I just... It's such a bummer. I thought they were cast perfectly. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm super duper crazy so hyped on the new version of the Batman. The Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves version. Batman looks great. It really does. Yeah. And it's weird how, like, the Affleck versus Deathstroke ended up becoming this. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like one step yeah. at a time. Like you saw it change from that to this for all the reports. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Affleck's yeah. so like, was... fuck you, Warner Brothers. I'll just go make Academy Awards and shit on my own. Um, <laughs> you know, like, yep. But I do, I, <laughs> yeah, do think, I do think that every single one of them has said, like, if Zach 
was able to like make a sequel, they would do it. Yeah. I mean, That's I, so cool. I know like Gal Gadot, yeah, Jason crossed. Momoa and Ezra Miller. I know they would. And I, I'm pretty sure Cavill. Oh, without a doubt. And Affleck would. I'm pretty sure they would. Um, I, I know Cavill just wants to play Superman still. And why they're not like. I know he's such a good Superman. And we why, haven't gotten yeah. nearly enough. And why is Warner Brothers not yeah. like, let's crank out as much shit as we can with fucking Henry Cavill and Superman. They're so dumb. I, they're, Dude, Henry Cavill. Warner Brothers has always been run by idiots. Henry Cavill's though. been Superman longer than Christopher yeah. Reeve was. But like he's had less screen time. He's only time. been in like three things. And like only one of those was like a solo movie. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> he's, yeah, it's ridiculous. And he's barely in this one. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely so. ridiculous. It's really unfair. Uh, but, you know, if if you can count on one group to fuck something up over and over and over again, it's going to be DC Comics. But, right. <laughs> you know, they, uh, I, you know, at the end of the day, I, think I hope this, they, they're learning their lessons at this point. You know? I hope so, man. At the end of the day, the, the Snyder Cut was a massive success. Like it almost cr- it crashed HBO Max at one point. Uh, the amount of yeah. people trying to watch it. And like you said, maybe it'll lead to a sequel. Like I said, you know, like it, it. It, stranger things have happened obviously the fact that this thing even exists is stranger than them deciding yeah. to make it it would make more sense for them to make a sequel of this at this point than making this made sense yeah no i agree i totally agree okay. <laughs> yeah do you do you think we'll get the air cut of suicide squad at some point because of this because I, of the success of this i don't know um you know it looks, do you want that <laughs> i'd like to see it out of curiosity um you know, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what a David Ayer DC movie looks like because I haven't seen one before. Um, I've seen right. <laughs> I've seen Snyder's DC movies before, so I, I kind of had an idea of what to expect from this a little bit. Uh, at least, sure. at least like tonally, I don't know what yeah. his Suicide Squad looks like, so I'd be interested to see it. But I, you know, if there's the thing is this when I first saw that Suicide Squad movie, it just felt Frankenstein together. Like you could tell something was off with it in in the editing, and then hearing Ayer say that's not the movie I filmed, and the fact that I think the Joker was supposed to be the main villain, and yeah. he only got like five ten minutes in the movie, uh, barely. It, that. It just and then seeing Jared Leto in this movie like really makes me want to see more of that. You know, I don't think we got the full picture. I gotta be. I, I, yeah, no, we definitely didn't. Um, I, I, I hated Suicide Squad. I thought it was shit. So <laughs> I would like to see a version of that that doesn't suck. Absolutely. Now, the good news is yeah. the main reason I think maybe we don't get their cut is just because there was a, a people like clamoring for the Snyder cut because they hated Justice League and people yeah. hated Suicide Squad too. Sure. But we're getting a better Suicide Squad in James Gunn's Suicide Squad. So the fact that like that's coming, Thank God. I think we'll just be yeah. like, well, let's just forget about Suicide Squad, the, the other version, just move on with this version. Um, even though this sure. is technically like a sequel slash soft reboot. Um, mm-hmm. yep. You know, I don't know. I, I kind of hope we do get the air cut. I hope there is like a groundswell of people wanting to see it or maybe someone at Warner Brothers goes, man, maybe we should just I don't know. Maybe the lesson well, it from seems this like that'd be a smart that, way to kind of promote the new one, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, before maybe. you see the new one in theaters, check this shit out. <laughs> Might not be a bad idea, actually. I don't know. I think that's a pretty good idea. Well, and the producers, like, they need to, like, earn some um, good, uh, what do you call Goodwill. it? Goodwill. Oh, Sorry. 
Goodwill, yeah. Because they fuck things over so many times at this point. They need to make up for that. You well, know? that's what I was going to say. Like, and that'd I be hope, a good way to start. I hope yeah. the lesson learned from this is that Warner Brothers has got to stop fucking with their filmmakers. They've got like a reputation for this. Yeah, studio. especially when they have a vision, when they're passionate. Uh, dude, this has been know? a reputation that like, there's a studio their... for decades is that they hire people to do shit and then fuck with them constantly. Fox used to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, like just. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Now, I'm not saying other studios don't do that, but like when your studio has a reputation for being like, good luck getting your version out there. Um, yeah. yeah it's, it's, Fox had the same problem. <laughs> you know, it's. Almost every big 80s, 90s action movie that came out of Fox Studios has some director's cut out there that's better. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's like, look at, you know, but, but that's the thing. Like, if you hire a director to make a movie that's kind of like pre-created, like the MCU does, and you just want their yeah. their style and like maybe some input on some key sequences or whatever... um. Then, then fine. But if you want to hire somebody for their vision of something, stop fucking yeah. with them and let them make it. Let them do it. Yeah. You know, let let let's. If you want the Snyder verse, let him give you the fucking Snyder verse. Don't puss out halfway through. You can't half-ass it. Fucking. You can't it. half-ass it because then it won't work either exactly. way. You won't. You know. You don't win. Exactly. You know? Everyone loses that way. <laughs> well, you know the thing is, Warner Brothers spent. You can't like what thirty to dumb it down, make it friendly for kids, slap. You know what I mean? Like it, it just didn't work. You know? Yeah, no, it didn't. And Warner Brothers spent thirty something million on the Snyder cut. Like that was it. It wasn't a ton of money. They had already made money yeah. off Justice League, well, so like it was still they were still profiting on the movie even after spending that money. And I guarantee yeah. you, they made a bunch of money in subscriptions and shit. Just to, to this, oh, yeah. this movie is going to make them more money. Is my point. Um, oh, without a doubt, I might buy. It. Like if this comes out in 4K, I might buy it. Yeah, it's that good. Like even though I already have an HBO subscription, even though I've seen this movie twice now, I kind of want that on my shelf just because of you know. Here's the thing: how cool the, some of those scenes thing- were. I want to rewatch that dark side scene. I want to rewatch the ending, you know, like there's some really cool shit in this movie. The whole fight with Steppenwolf at the end is fucking cool as shit. And the, uh, yeah. When Superman and wonder woman and Aquaman are all fighting him. Like, ah, yes. (laughs) That was awesome. It's awesome. That was, it it just, uh, was cool as shit. So like, I, you know, at the end of the day, they, 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 you know, shame on us. We doubted everybody kind of doubted him, you know, and yep. at the end of the day, like, you know, he delivered, he delivered on what he said he was going to deliver. And like, if you don't like it, that's totally yeah. fair. It's just not diversion just isn't for you. And that's totally okay. You know, but you can't say like this version yeah. sucks. Like you just, it might not be for you, but this version is, is pretty, pretty badass justice league movie. It's well-crafted. I really think this might be like his masterpiece, you know, like, it works. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> you see. You know, Batman vs Superman didn't necessarily pull it off, but this did. You know, agreed. And and he's still a relatively young guy. We'll see what he's got up his sleeve. And hopefully we get. To oh see yeah, him. I'm. Hopefully we get to see more of him with these characters. I you know never say never, but we'll see what happens.
Well, before we go, is there anything coming out soon that you're really looking forward to? Yes. Um, I'm, I'm anything else like still hyped on Captain America. God damn it. I'm never going to stop doing that. Falcon and the winter soldier. (laughs) Um, Falcon and Bucky show. Yeah. I'm very hyped (laughs) on Congress. Godzilla. Of course. And, uh, look forward to listening to our, all of our crazy podcasts about the Kong movies and Godzilla movies. It's always fun. So that, that one kind of feels like a big event to me because we've been building to it for a while on all these podcasts. Um, but I'm very, oh, sure, very excited sure. about That's, that one. Yeah. And I also grew up on the Kong and Godzilla movie, so I'm excited about that. Um, I'm really, 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 really excited about uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, that Dude, that red band trailer so is, good yeah it looks awesome i mean it looks really awesome yeah i don't know if it's gonna be any good as a movie but as an action movie it looks fucking awesome <laughs> um yeah and well, as a fan of those games and stuff and it's it's gonna be so cool to finally see like a movie that takes it seriously yeah you know? like with the budget they it, can pull it off it pushes a lot of my buttons yeah. that's for sure and oh yeah and um other than that you know just like the mcu stuff really like i'm really looking forward to black widow coming out in a couple months um and then what i'm mcu dc uh disney plus shows and spider-man and the eternals and shang chi and all that like i there's a lot of marvel stuff coming out this year mention all the new star wars stuff yeah um yeah you know at some point what i don't know what other shows start this year i know mandalorian season three will come later in the year but i don't know uh boba fett comes out this year doesn't it like in december i think so i think it's like the end of the year i mean they definitely made a big they made a big deal about announcing it yeah i don't know if any other you know what other shows launch this year if any i'm not sure but i'm excited about all of them i just don't know when they come out what I'm most excited about right now is this new Invincible series. Oh fuck Amazon yeah, dude! Prime. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. And the, the boy, cast and season three of the boys, I'm excited about too. Um, but yeah, the, oh of course, season the, two was amazing. Invincible, the cast looks great, and the animation looks so much like the book. It's crazy. Like it's it does. It's gonna be they nailed it. It's gonna be so cool. <laughs> it's like I've seen, and they're not holding back. It's. It's exactly like what I wanted from this show it's from what I've seen in the trailer. Super violent. Yeah. Just like the book. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, it's basically if you've never read Invincible, it's like a che- like a typical cheesy superhero comic, but just not for kids. <laughs> um, like do not give this to a child. Let me just put like it's it's I wouldn't even say typical cheesy. I I mean, I don't disagree with you, but I, I would probably say like it's Walking Dead's Robert Kirkman doing a love letter to superheroes. Yep. It's a love letter to superhero books. I mean, it really is. Oh, it really is. And sci-fi books. But There's it's, like DC and Marvel references all over the place too. Like image references. Like he wanted to do like stuff. a Superman and Spider-Man hybrid. And he wanted to do like his version of like a Savage Dragon book where um, it goes yeah. on for a really long time. And Invincible, what, almost 200 yeah. issues or something like that. Um, and it was almost 200 issues before they ended it, yeah, and, and he it, ended it on purpose. Yeah, like he had a full story in mind. Yeah, and it builds yeah. the same. But way. you see him go through all sorts of changes, like family and everything. Right. You know? It's always yeah. It builds the same way Savage Dragon has. Like if it went on long enough, it would be where Savage Dragon is now. Where like he's not even the main the, the dragon that was in the book that everyone knows as Savage Dragon hasn't been the title character in like a few years. His son Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm Dragon has been the main character yeah. for quite a while, and it's if yeah. you've been reading that book, like that universe is so large because of the way Eric Larson builds it out. Like, it's it's just this big living, breathing thing now. It's like his own Marvel universe. It's just his characters, 
and Invincible. Yeah, exactly. Invincible did the same thing. Like it's this giant tapestry of characters and just insane, yep. like cool ass characters and all kinds of crazy shit that is all tied yeah. to just this one kid. And uh it's the Invincible is one of the greatest comics ever. And this this show's gonna be fucking it's so good. sweet. And you know Mark Hamill's I in can't it, right? Freaking wait, man. It's gonna be it's a good year to be a nerd. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> It certainly is. We're gonna get a whole bunch of cool shit this year. I don't know. What is what? Uh, when does Suicide Squad come out? Do you know? I want to say that's this year, but like everything's right. kind of up in the. In I the think air you're at Matrix right Four. Now. I'm looking forward to seeing what that's about. I don't know if that's. Oh but shit! I, about I don't that know one. why. I don't know why everybody's as hyped as they are in that. Since there's only one good Matrix movie, <laughs> it's the first one. Um, yeah, and even then, and we like, have no idea like what the plot is on this one. Like, yeah, it's been, I. I these are the same kept people. under wraps. Like we don't have a trailer or anything. It's all know? the same people that made the last two shit bombs. So like, I don't know why people expect this one yeah. to be good. So I'm not real hyped on the matrix four. I hope it's good. I will I'll watch see it. it. Yeah. It's, I hope it's good. I'll watch it, but I, I, I'm a little disappointed that it's not a Morpheus prequel. Cause I thought that would have been cool. That sounded awesome to me, you know? Yeah. I just, it just feels weird making a sequel. After, I don't know. Maybe uh, they'll just be like two and three didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I think, you know? I think it's more of like, just fucking leave it alone. You know, you told yeah. your story. Just leave it yeah, alone. The first one's perfect. Yeah. First one's perfect on its own. Maybe the animatrix that was good, but you know, yeah, parts of it, at least really two and three good. didn't happen. But thankfully the you True. Know, <laughs> Zack Snyder didn't take that approach. And he was like, I'm not going to leave it alone. I'm going to fucking, subtly just poke people on Twitter to kind of get this hashtag thing rolling. And then people were going to really like take, you know, as soon as it started, he was like, no guys, it's fine. It's not that big a deal. I just keep pushing it. You know, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, exactly. He, he championed, he played it. the long game. He was and really smart about it. He was. So, you know, all the props to Zack Snyder, man, he deserves it. Like that. He, he silently sat there and let people the shit all over this movie. And every now and then he'd have some weird, con- like not weird. Some, some, you know, um, occasional, like, okay, no, occasional comment where he'd say something like, I, I, you know, I haven't watched it cause it's not my movie. Like that's not the movie I shot. So I can't really talk about yeah. it. Um, and it was like, well, it is and from what we were told, like, it's pretty much almost entirely your movie. It's like a few extra scenes were added and like, there was like a couple things changed for tone, but we didn't, we, I don't think anybody knew other than people who were like involved in the making of the movie. And they, to be fair, they all said like, you haven't seen Zach's version of the movie, but like, that's kind of all we got was like his movies different. Not like it's completely fucking different. They cut over half of it out and and everything they cut was important. You know, Um, it's, it's so weird to like what four years after something came out to suddenly think it's good. You know, yep. it's very weird, and I it's it's a it's a new sensation. So I thank them for that. For it would be like if they released a different yeah. version of Episode One of Star Wars, and all of a sudden it's like super awesome, and you're just like, wait, <laughs> that would be amazing. What? Like, I would s- welcome it. That's what I'm I saying. I would welcome it. And like that, I welcome the yeah. Snyder Cut of Justice League. So I think that's Definitely. about enough for tonight. Uh, you know, thank everybody for listening. Eric, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on uh, Epic Fails of History, uh podcast with Chris here and I talking about random stuff from the past, like uh mistakes we should probably have learned from by now. Epic <laughs> that was not a good the plug. Epic so Fails sorry. of History. <laughs> it's 
for context, this is two in the morning at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the we just um, had to get this out. It is, it is a great Sorry. show, though. It's a really good show, and you can also find it on his blog epicfails.com. Yep, epicfails.com with a K. And I promise there are new episodes coming at some point in the near future. <laughs> well, you've been very busy doing uh, the other shows you're on, like Too Young for This Trek and uh, the Podcasters Assemble series that we're both on. Yeah. So yeah, you can catch us. We're and you're always editing new episodes of all the everybody you guys. The, he works really hard. These podcasters assemble things. Check them out if you get a chance. They're really fun. Thank um, you. And you can also find us at comiczombie.net and uh, on Facebook at Comic Zombie. I don't have anything else. Do you? I no. My brain's done. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, man. I'm so tired. <laughs> I just realized like how tired I am. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, be sure to check out next time. We're going to come back and get back to your regularly scheduled programming by releasing those X-Men and Spider-Man episodes. So until then, uh, thanks for listening and uh, take care of yourself. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. Till then, take care of yourselves. They're really good people. Sorry. Yeah. No, they're they're such a dumbass. They're really good. (laughs) Sorry. There's a real bad delay. I'm so sorry.